Good morning, good evening, and good night, listeners. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 299. And you know what that means? It's a farewell. You know what that means? It is a goodbye. But only for now, Lord willing. At least I thought they said in church when I grew up. This is episode 299. December's farewell, a farewell in December. You know, it's almost as if we use these seasonal episodes of life as a reflection of time. We use these seasonal reflections to remember what we did or not. Whether it was worth our time. I'm a little out of order because I'm concluding this season of Bud Talks podcast, the season being season two. I exit with Miles Davis. Now, season one was all. Just uh, let me see where this goes. Let me just speak and see how my voice flows. And that's how season two went and gone. And it's the last episode, not only of this season two, but it's the last episode I'll be recording in this studio. It's it, it's very interesting how. You can spend months, weeks, days, hours. It's very interesting how you can spend days, weeks, months, or even years building up something only to find yourself unfulfilled after some time. You no longer are satisfied with the actions of what you are doing within the realm or within the confines of what you built up. So it's almost like a sign to move on, but some of us try to rekindle that fire and we end up doing more harm than good. We're butterflies breaking out of a cocoon. I spent about six months, maybe a year, building up the stew. That is the studio where I speak to you. That is the studio with words, words, Words flew to you. Long overdue because I was scared to speak and be you. I played the saxophone down here. I had a podcast down here. And I have my own podcast down here, Meeting of the Minds, with my cousin. That was the first podcast I had down here. And then Bud Talks had something to say. So we build up these things and we do stuff within the confines of that thing. Let's use the studio for lack of a better term. I hope you're following me because I hope I am too. I've been packing up this house and next will be the studio. 
but I look back and or rather I look around and see all the soundproof foam soundproof panels and it took me like I mentioned a couple minutes ago about six months to build up the studio maybe longer and it's going to take me a couple hours to break it down to put in a box well not the entire studio but the contents of the studio will be packed up in about an hour or so maybe longer give or take and it's for the better but you know we kind of come to this point where once again we kind of see ourselves doing the same thing over and over as we're so self-aware of the product of our actions and nothing's wrong with that but at some point you got to move on because maybe fulfillment wasn't all that in a bag of chips maybe fulfillment wasn't all that in a bag of your favorite potato chips but that is the responsibility of breaking out of the cocoon so you can fly and be a butterfly you must jump for the better part of yourself because otherwise you're just going to be looking over the edge and worst case scenario somebody's going to push you and it won't be as pleasant as you jumping yourself and with that you have to trust that you'll fly and who knows where I'll be in a month or two I have an idea but the idea of breaking out of the cocoon of Deacon's Blue I explained Deacon's Blue in my last episode of Bud Talks 235 and breaking out of the cocoon breaking out of the Deacon's Blue house I fly because a better part of me awaits. Now, of course, I've been sad. I've been overwhelmed. I'm packing up a three bedroom plus a studio home and it's all going into a studio, excuse me, a storage down the street. And my life will kind of be just packed into one 10 by 20 storage unit and alongside with me, a luggage. So. If you really want to know where I go from here, you would have to obviously f follow me, vehicledigest.net, or you can follow me on Bud Wright's Instagram, The Digest on Facebook, Bud Hansen VD on Twitter. Bud Wright's is also on Pinterest. And I'll still be speaking on Bud Talks. The, the it'll sound different because I won't be in a studio but this is December's farewell so I look back at all the things I've done this year and you know there's 12 months in a year and like November is the month where you start to feel the holiday season come about and once December hits it's lights trees action and December has always been a very emotional month for me for reasons that I had a very fortunate childhood. My mom and dad, you know, they treated us well. We would, you know, 
get everything we pretty much wanted every Christmas. This time of year typically involved looking in the paper, looking in ads or, you know, JCPenney uh, magazine catalogs or back then it wasn't internet, so it was all paper. It was all publishings. And we would, my sister and I would cut out the pictures of the things we wanted and then I would actually put what I wanted, I would cut it out and glue it to like college or I don't know, lined paper, the mead paper, and next to it, put the price, and we were somewhat well-off middle-class family, so obviously I, I wasn't sending these this Christmas list to my dad, you know, having $2,000 worth of toys, but I was pretty reasonable. And I, I probably got 80% of the things I ever put on those things, but the idea was that this time of year was just kind of a build-up to those things I would cut out of the ad and paste on to a piece of paper. And we would actually go to the store like around my birthday. My birthday's in a couple weeks and we would go to Toys R Us or Lloyd Center, Clackamas Town Center or whatever toy we're looking for. We would kind of drive around town during that weekend and see, you know, what toys are there. If it wasn't, we substitute or, you know, we would, there would be a day where we would actually have these toys in our hand and we'd wrap them ourselves and put them under the tree. But we wouldn't be able to play with them until Christmas morning, obviously. So it was always fulfilled, Ling, on Christmas morning. It was fulfilling. It was satisfying. Because what we wanted came that day. Well, actually, it came way before then, and we got to touch it and whatnot. But every now and then, our my, my parents, they would surprise us with something. And one time we got a pillow. One time we got a TV. Uh, I think my sister got a computer one time, uh, middle school maybe. But December was always the month of asking and receiving. And my father was well off enough to give that to us. And there actually came a time when he got sick, he was laid off from his job, and then that kind of started a whole new episode of life where Christmas time wasn't as fulfilling. It was more so you kind of get what you get or you don't get shit and you have to be satisfied with that so it was depressing through high school when I started to see that reality and a gift was pretty much a hundred dollars and a good luck Chuck and I guess through the years I was always attached to the satisfying moments the fulfillments of Christmas Day and those weeks leading up to Christmas being so excited to see on the papers what I was getting and then suddenly one year that changes Christmas is no longer what it was so even through college and in my 20s I still feel even till this day I kind of still feel what Christmas was as a child and it's, it's sometimes it's kind of sad to think about because, you know, my father actually passed right before Christmas in 2016. And as a child, he was kind of the only one that, including my mom, obviously, 
But my dad was a breadwinner, and he would provide what we wanted during Christmas time. So I was never really a fan of Christmas going into my 20s. Even today, I really like to celebrate it just for the fact that we can look back through the months of the past year and kind of think about, you know, what is it that satisfied us? What is it that, you know, we put on paper and maybe we don't have a rich dad or a well-off father or parent figure that would provide the things we want by Christmas Day or the end of the year, but maybe there's something else that, personally speaking, is there something that I want? And giving up Deacon's Blue, or should I say this house? It's kind of the, I guess, the satisfactory of a relief. You know, it's not everything I intended, but there's something about the jump or the leap of faith of letting go of a home I worked hard for. Letting go of a home that took me, you know, a couple of years to kind of build up to feel my own. And there's something about letting that go so that I can let in a whole entire new flow. And what that flow is, I mean, it's a lot of things. It's travels. It's a little bit of freedom in the sense that, you know, I'm not tied down to a mortgage, keeping a home up. And obviously I'm going to miss my dog, Kali. She's going to a new home temporarily. I'm going to get her back. So I say, we don't know. That's the plan. But when you're in the battle of life, when you're in the battle of an entrepreneur, when you're in the battle of a self-publisher, a writer, freelancer, you know, sometimes plans are thrown out the window. And satisfaction, for lack of a better term, kind of has to be created and maybe so, I don't get what I want or feel the satisfaction of, you know, full-on travel. But I do know one thing, that if I did not make this jump, you know, because, you know, it's almost as if, you know, this, this, the decision to sell my home was kind of the takeoff off the runway. It was kind of the first step of action in flight. And of course, there's a buyer and they put in their offer and I accept it. And now we're at cruising altitude. And then by faith, I'm handed a parachute And it's cloudy, it's foggy, it's muddled, it's not quite clear what's down there, but through faith, you make that jump off the plane. 
and now we're in contract. You know, it's we've got inspection. We've got to make sure the parachute is secure. We've got the goggles on. Maybe a tandem instructor. But we make the jump, and we're now we're free falling through the chaos of what's all between accepting the buyer's offer and closing day. So once we're through the clouds, we've closed. The money's in the account, and now we can go travel. And once we start booking those destinations around the world, we see clearly where we'll land after the clouds. And it's a little irrelevant and a waste of time to look back up at the plane because we're flowing with the wind. And it gets a little emotional because when, even with goggles, the wind is really coming into your eyes and it's, it's intense. So there's, there's tears of joy. Also tears of kind of letting go. And I tell you what, you know, the jump isn't always going to go your way. But if you would have never taken off to make the jump, I mean, where does appreciation go from there? Where does satisfaction go from there? Because otherwise we're just the same rat in the race. We're a pattern. And every day that's what we have to face. If you don't make a new turn in life, you're always going to end up where you were. You're always going to be the circle of nature. And us humans have the self-awareness, those of us who are aware, with enough self-awareness, we can break patterns. And that is the point of me doing what I'm about to do. It's scary, but I'd rather do something in fear than be still in fear. Because I'm not a sitting duck. I am not down on my luck. I am just a creative who wants to run amok. And that's all I have to say. That's all I have today. This is a farewell in December. And that's all I have, folks. Thank you. Good morning, good evening, good night.